Hello, everyone, and welcome to another, well, Tavern Watch Plays, where we go ahead and play sorts of tabletop games and do all sorts of weird things. Uh, I'm today's Game Master, Joe Perez, uh, taking over for the Weirs game in the shared campaign that Matt and I are running, and I am joined by our lovely players again today. So we're going to go around, and uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing. We'll start with Anne. Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm playing Kiska, who is, uh, we're level four, right? Please tell me we're still five. level four. You're level oh, five. are we five? <gasps> I need wait, to level are up. We, wait, I know I got the card to level up. Did that count for everybody? Yep. Oh, everybody, okay. Okay. Everybody's level five, yeah. I'm uh -oh. level four, and I need to level up. <laughs> oh, I'm also boy. level four. Well, why'd you all do that? Uh, so uh, that that that's how we're opening today's. Uh, so we'll start with uh, after Anne. We'll go with Liz. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that's always fun. Um. Hello, I am Liz Harper. I am playing Isra, a Jimborn Dragonborn. You know, Jim Dragon. Yeah, words. Jim Dragonborn Ranger, and I have a tiny baby dragon in my care named Rika, and I've also collected kind of a clutch of tiny baby dragons, so that'll be real interesting. That is very, very true. Uh, next up is Andrew. Oh Hi, Andrew Powers. I'm playing Creo, a uh, swords bard, who I guess is about to be level five. <laughs> and joining us as a player today is Matt Rossi. Matt, who are you playing today? I am Repentance's opportune hand. I protect flesh things from their own tendencies. I serve justice. All right. Also, I'm a I'm a I'm a paladin. I'm a Warforged paladin. This is just Matt talking. <laughs> uh, so when last we played, we had just drawn a whole bunch of cards from the deck of many things, uh, which ultimately culminated in. Well, the mansion that the party had inherited getting fixed up. And that's where we left off. So when we return back in, you have all just drawn the cards. Uh, you see that uh, uh, Creo has a sneaking suspicion. He just knows deep down inside that he's made an enemy for life. Uh, and as you make your way back towards the mansion, I'm assuming you guys are heading back indoors. Uh, yes. Delver sort of doubles over. Uh, and exploding from the plates, uh, that make up his body. Uh, what is inevitable loss or what does a uh, repentance look like? Basically, uh, significantly larger than Delver. Um, very bulky. Uh, a lot of like the wooden and rock sinews that make up the musculature of a warforged are much thicker. Um, the, the helmet like face actually like loses features, although, in his way, he's quite charismatic. He he's very less, much less expressive than Delver. Uh, the armor is very elaborate. In fact, he's incorporated in the armor that you guys found. It's actually grown into and around his body. So, uh, and he's he's got that giant axe. He's actually putting the giant axe on his back as he uh, stands up to full height and is like, ah, finally. No more with this thing. And he puts the deck of cards inside of his armor. You think you've done enough. And internally, you just hear a voice. I think it worked out. We'll find out, won't we? I mean, the house looks really good. Yes, but who knows what costs that will be for that. Oh. I must prepare at any moment. You might be attacked. Things will probably come to kill you for your, your now extraordinary wealth. 
I didn't think about that. I'm always ready for you to be attacked and murdered. Thank you. Because he's looking around, constantly like checking around. So what does the mansion look like now? So what it was before was sort of like, <sighs> dilapidated isn't the correct word. It was just... But it's close. It's close, but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> upkept. What it definitely looked large, but there were sections that had definitely uh were not safe to travel in. There were, it was maybe a multi-wing environment. Uh not exceptionally large at least when you first had it. As you approach it now though, uh it is a stately manner that rivals that of the governor's uh, estate or the the magistrate that runs this this particular region. Fun fact, it used to be the governor's. Indeed. Uh, back when this place was considered part of the empire. It is large, has spires. At the top of it, you can actually see what looks like a uh, an area is the only way to put it. It is almost as if it is a greenhouse-like uh, latticework of glass and metal at the very, very top that shines in the sunlight. Uh, you see the clutch of dragons that you have brought to your home have are flying in and out in delight. Uh, Rika definitely coos at the sight of dragons having fun, uh, but is staying with you because, well, we don't know what's going to happen with the door, and she definitely wants to stay close to Isra. The sides are made out of what looks like ancient oak, uh, dark and rich with age, uh, but definitely well-preserved. Uh, there is glass aplenty there are plenty of of windows uh many of which have what looks like art or stained glass uh it's a little far away for you to kind of see from where you're walking up now but we'll get to that when it's relevant uh it looks like it is at least three stories tall now when before you are confident that it was only two uh, it looks like it has a observatory or at least that's what some of you would guess that have been around cities long enough because there is a giant metal tube coming out of one of the towers that now deck uh, that, that speckle the, the format of this. Uh, and as you walk towards it, you notice that, well, the lawn is also now well kept. Uh, it looks like it has been trimmed and well maintained. Uh, it looks like there is shrubbery aplenty. It looks like there are many different flowered bushes. And as you start heading towards the door, you notice that there is now a cobble walkway or pathway leading from your front gate, which definitely wasn't there before, and you are absolutely confident that this was dirt. And it leads to what would be considered a roundabout uh, to the steps that lead up to a giant, dark, almost like black door made of wood uh, that is huge and gigantic with brass knockers on the front of it. And as you, I'm assuming everybody is walking towards the door? Yes. Yep. As, keeping my eyes peeled for any possible attacks. As you crest the last step, the door swings open on its own, almost welcoming you. And as you peer inside, this is not the house that you left. A grand foyer greets you with giant sweeping staircases, looks like hardwood floors, well-maintained tapestries dotting the walls. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and make me... Uh, perception checks to see exactly how much you notice. 18. Okay. 21. 21 as well. Seven. <laughs> uh, you are a little overwhelmed, Kiska. This is a yeah. lot to take in. Um, I'm used the to underground. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you actually notice that 
this is almost as if it was a brand new construction. There are serving trays that dot little tiny, uh, well, I shouldn't say tiny, but there are seating areas with serving trays uh, on little side tables next to them. Uh, it looks like there is a giant stained glass window at the top of the first set of uh, first story of stairs where it breaks off to the second level and then continues on to the third, uh, depicting what looks like a scene of heroic adventure in deeds. Uh, dragons flying through the air. It looks like gods hurtling lightning bolts down upon the earth. Uh, giant creatures from the abyss and possibly the hells trying to claw their way through the surface. Uh, and as the light filters in, those of you that made your perception checks also notice a what looks like several almost transparent humanoid figures milling about. And it looks like they're cleaning the place. Um, hello? They all kind of stop and acknowledge your existence and stand eerily still. Who are you? Uh, they do not say anything. I'm going to do that thing where I can detect evil. There. Which I've not done before because I've been played a paladin in this edition yet. Um, so I don't know how it works. Divine you, sense. Here we yeah, go. You just, that's you just an action. It. I can detect good and evil. Okay. So yeah, th that's what I'm doing. I'm detecting good and evil. Is there anything good or evil nope. here? You celestial fiend, undead, anything like that? It, if anything, you feel the exact absence of good or evil. They are, for lack of a better term, completely neutral. <sighs> Uh, who has uh, trained in Arcana? Not me. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if I could make a check, but I'm not trained. Yeah, I'm I have trained either. Proficiency, oh. proficiency in it. All right, Creo. Why don't you go ahead and make me an Arcana check with advantage? I don't need advantage. I crit for a twenty-three. That is a natural twenty. Absolutely. Uh, as you're looking around and taking it in, you kind of wander up to one of these uh, beings. And you kind of poke at it, and your hand kind of goes through, and it almost feels like it's uh, for not not necessarily jello, but like there is a little resistance, but not much. They are definitely incorporeal to an extent, and then it snaps in your in, in your brain, like it just comes to you that this sounds very very similar to a spell that you believe you have seen, heard people talk about, which is a magnificent mansion. It often contains spectral servants that serve the whims of the owner of that particular demiplane, that mansion. I assume you share that with the group? Yeah, I relay that to everyone else and give like a little history of the spell. And I personally don't know, but I, I assume that somewhere in my training, I, I know how that spell works, even though I personally cannot cast that. You know the basics of it. Uh, the one thing that it does strike you as odd is... That spell, generally to your knowledge, doesn't last longer than eight hours. Maybe a full day at very high level. And this thing has been, as far as you know, in the history of this world, stood for generations. So you think there may be some tomfoolery afoot, as it were. Kiska takes in what Creo just said and then kind of looks at one of the spectral. Can you, can you bring me a snack? It inclines its head and moves off to the kitchen. Hey, that's pretty neat. A few moments later, it comes back with essentially a, a charcuterie board. Ooh, cheese. <laughs> she chows down. <laughs> well, it doesn't taste like spectral food. Oh, no, it is very much real food. So, Creo, does that mean this place is going to vanish at some point as suddenly as it appeared? We can only hope. I don't know about that. It does seem to be here much longer, maybe because it came about in a different way. It's 
sticks around. The artifact's evil influence, no doubt. Now, the one thing that you also do know about it is that the mansion, at least as far as the spell goes, uh, operates almost like a, an extension of the caster's will or the owner's will in which things that they require or request uh, tend to be their rooms uh, of des desire, essentially, or what they would want or would be best of benefit to them tend to be there. Like a charcuterie board. <laughs> And about this time, uh, one of the kobolds is seen walking through the foyer with like a haunch of like a turkey, uh, like a giant turkey leg, and just kind of stops and looks at you. Hey, hi. Oh. <coughs> hi. Um. <laughs> it the place changed. Yes, they drew the de they drew a card from an evil artifact. Oh, well, uh, it doesn't seem evil. To me, and takes another giant bite out of the uh, the turkey leg. How's the basement? It's, it's fully furnished now. It's, it's all dry. <laughs> Finish your bite before you speak. Oh, sorry. Um, it, it, I don't care about your manners. It's just that if you continue to do that, you will choke. Oh, oh okay. Um, it there's beds now, and and our clutch has nice, warm, and and damp places to stay that. That aren't fetid. It is. It's good. How are the children? Um. Well, they're healthy, but they're children. So they they um. What is the what is the the, the word? They are still recovering from what happened to them. They're already fighting with each other and breaking things because oh. they are children. Oh, that sounds about good. right. Mm -hmm. Sounds like they're recovering nicely already. <laughs> yeah. The 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 ghosts are real nice. And it points to one of the spectral blue things. Oh, I thought there was going to be more actual ghosts. I need you to pass a message along to Skipper. And it, which one it, is this one? Uh, this is if this one is Skipper. Okay, I need it, it drops. It drops the haunch and immediately like slaps a salute to you. Okay, he didn't have to drop food on the ground. Um, I'd like to know everything he can tell me about this cult that had you working for it. Especially uh, anything he can tell me about where I could find them. Aye, aye, Admiral, and it like scampers out of the room, then scampers back Don't, in, does, does, grabs yeah, its turkey exactly. haunch, and then scampers back out of the room. Thank you. I oh, look at one repentance. of the one of the ghosts. Can you please clean that up? Uh, yes. Uh, Isra is kind of amused by this. Well, repentance. If you're an admiral, don't you need a hat or some sort of emblem of rank? Please don't. With a feather. Please, please don't. He's actually got his big metal hand over his big metal face. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, it's bad enough having to hear him in my head saying these things without it coming from outside. And as you're doing this, uh, the one of the spectral servants goes and, and cleans up the the floor. It has a little bit of a, a mop in a bucket, takes care of it. While another one Thank does you. bring a giant floppy hat into the uh, the room <laughs> and presents it to Isra because Isra is the one that requested oh. a giant hat. Oh no! <laughs> does it have a feather on it? Yes, it absolutely has a giant feather on it. Uh, no, right. no, can, can I I'm sorry. I to give him a medal on his chest on the uh, the spectral being or on uh, on uh, repentance on repentance. Absolutely. Okay. I just look at you. It was Perfect. a joke. Apparently, these creatures take it very seriously, and I will offer him the hat, but I will not force it on him. <laughs> I am not taking that hat. And you hear a voice. It's a nice hat. And by all means, when you're back in charge, you can wear the hat. Fair enough. 
I'm actually surprised well, that it, I'm surprised that I have been released so early. It makes why me wonder have what's you been coming. released so early? We can't say we don't know why one of us is in charge and then the other one is in charge. Sometimes no. one of the others comes up. Not not often, but rarely. Yeah, and and you hear a voice inside your head. Delver says, I, "I have no idea what caused the change this time." And Delver says he doesn't know either. Speaking of things that we weren't talking about at all whatsoever, how how much gold do we have now? Did we split all that up? We did not. Uh, I found in my note, I actually wrote it down, the total of 39,653 uh, 39, gold pieces, one silver and one copper. Yep, that's about right. Uh, as you guys are talking 39, in the 39,000 what? 653 gold. One silver and one copper. Per which, person? I mean, maybe we could or just... all together? No, total, total. Okay, we okay, good. We have not done any splitting of loot. So that's like 13,217 gold apiece. I'd keep it. I don't care. I have the axe and the, the armor I've claimed that is sufficient for me. Wait, no. I don't think I divided that right. Hang on. What was that number again? <laughs> 39,653. Repentance, you'll hear a voice. Uh, you heard Delver speak up. Or, Delver wants his cut. No, he says no. Or we could just keep it as a treasury for everyone. I Prefer relate the dragons that. To sleep on. I relate that to them. That, oh, that do we want to just keep it as a treasury? I would suggest you each take an amount, perhaps 2,000 gold or so, for each of you to use privately. And the rest <laughs> you would keep in a collective fund so you could use it for whatever you wanted to as a group. That sounds sensible. Are you guys okay with that? And yes, about, it is very sensible. About this time, Skipper will wander in, and he stops and salutes you. Reporting. Hello, Captain. Uh, yes. Um, I just wanted to speak to you about this cult that you were in service to. He, uh, any, any he, he looks like he wants to me? spit, at, but he looks at the how nice everything is and chooses not to. And then I, one of the I, servants brings over a spittoon, and he spits into it. And then the servant walks off. Yes. Not nice. Not nice at all. Uh, what can you tell us about them? Do you, I, I assume you're all interested as well, since they did try to drive you out of here. They want destruction, death. They want life to be no more. Okay. Uh, I was. That's, that's good to know. Uh, I'm certainly going to kill them for it. But I'm more curious as to if you know anything about where I could find any sort of clue as to their whereabouts. Like, did they... Other than that place we were just in, did they tell you anything? Say, make any of those offhand evil comments people make? Anything like that? Uh, he looks around conspiratorially and walks over, and inside of his little tiny vest, because he absolutely has a little tiny vest, uh, he pulls out what looks like a scrap of parchment paper, uh, and he hands it over to Isra. Yes, she looks down at it. What does it, what does it say? It's in a language that you don't know, but it's definitely a symbol you know, and it looks like something about a dragon. And he looks at you. They, I can't. They they worship uh, many many dark things, but one is already here. They and he points at the the picture. They mention uh, I do not know name, but a black dragon. Oh boy. Can anyone read the text on this? I'll pass it around. Does anybody speak Abyssal? No. Hold on. I could speak it, but I couldn't read it. 
I speak a lot of languages, but not abyssal. Just waiting to see. I do. Do you? Okay. Uh, this looks like a modified ritual for summoning dragons, um, but not just any dragons. It references sons and daughters of the Great One. I don't know anything about that, but I read it. I'll read, I'll convert it like into, like, I'll tell them what I'm getting out of it as I, as I look at it. Yeah, it's wildly incomplete. Like, it looks like he ripped this from, like, a book or a tome of some sort. It just grabbed it because it had a picture of a dragon on it. But really, it's very broken, very disjointed. Uh, it's it's hard to really make much more out of it than that. Abyssal is hard to read in the first place. I wasn't very good at... And I just, like, I actually reach up and, like, clutch my head for a second. I actually can't remember. But this... Seems to be some kind of summoning spell, but it isn't an ordinary summoning spell. This would be a ritual, a, a large ritual. Do you think this that's thing what they is were doing down there, or? or possibly part of it? Uh, there may have been, there may have been some. I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's not my field. I was never much of a theologian, and I certainly wasn't an arcanist. I don't think. And you internally repentance. You'll hear Delver say, "You don't." think they're trying to bring back like the evil dragon god do you i that's a good question i think we should ask them delver's curious as to they may be trying to bring back the destroyer ultimate dragon and i don't know the answer to that question does skipper know i well he's there <laughs> you can ask him i just kind of look at him they made us do things we were not trusted confidants Oh, okay. You didn't overhear anything then. We tried, but if they found us, um, well, any kind of like looks down, they threatened to kill the children. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to make, I don't have the skill, but I should at least be able to make a roll for it. I'm going to try a religion check. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. 10, flat 10. Um, could I make like a history check? To see if I remember anything about dragon lore that would mention this, or would I know anything about this? Yeah, go for it. You, you of all people, probably have the uh, the most likely. Uh, no, I rolled a ten. I all have right. a zero it, to history. So, so I mean, you've heard s stories as part of like your tribe and growing, and, and as you were coming of age and the oral tradition being passed down of like there were several. Uh, dragons or dragon gods that uh, they believed existed, ones that transcended all existence, that that could exist everywhere at once. Um, there was a name that you swore you thought you knew, um, but as far as you know, the only thing that was ever mentioned was that they were referred to as the Keeper of Dark Wonders. And you, did you say they transcended reality? It, that's the story. You have no clue whether or not okay. the truth of it, but your your people tend to believe that dragons that have ascended to a certain level of power or are old enough can go wherever they want, uh, mm -hmm. which also includes, like, you have a, a passing knowledge of what people talk about with, like, the astral plane. Uh, some people talk about other places existing, uh, but what do you know about that, right? Uh, but your people mm. do believe that if a dragon so deigned to and was old enough or powerful enough, 
that it could go wherever it wanted and possibly leave this plane. Uh, Repentance, you kind of get the same, as you and Isra are talking, it's the same thing. There was stories of cults long, long ago that did worship uh, various, what they think of, of the Draconic Pantheon. Um, But it was even ancient in your time, from what you remember. Um, And I don't have a great memory for it. And you don't have a great memory for it either, which makes it very, very difficult. But there was several of them that were referred to as the Dead Powers, that could be something that they're looking to bring back because they were not exactly the uh, the most beloved of them. So, and out of curiosity, I just asked them because they know a little. Do any of these dragon gods ever procreate with humans? And maybe there's human god hybrids from them. I w- wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, would I know anything about looks that? Like, looks is, that like thing, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Odd question. Remarkably specific question there, yeah. A remarkably specific question that makes Isra's skin crawl just, or Scale's scar <laughs> crawl just a little bit. Um, yeah, there's a possibility. There's, you know, your people have, you don't even have to roll for this. There is stories that, you know, Dragonborn in general are an offshoot of uh, basically a race that was made in the image of a dragon god by combining that with some form of other humanoid that worshipped them, but again, stories, ancient stories. I will relate that looking very worried. <laughs> then I look at my, uh, Creo looks at his self, is there any dragonborn in me? But, uh, not seeing it. Hey, Skipper. And he snaps her attention. Yes, ma'am. You know, you know how, oh, not ma'am. Can you, um, you know how we went to the place where the cult was through the basement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, is that closed off now? Uh, and he, he's like, yes, but maybe you should come with me. Okay. We definitely need to explore this place, whatever it God, is. If we go into the library and there's a bust of somebody and you push the bus head back and a door opens and there's poles, I'm not going down them. No, there are no poles. It looks like there's just a very plain, very clear door that leads down to the basement. Um, and it's through the kitchen. Uh, so you read you into the kitchen. There are several servants that look like they are uh, cooking various uh, meals. It looks like it's it's almost about noon, so it looks like they might be cooking lunch. Um, but he leads you through the kitchen, leads you downstairs. Uh, it is very brightly lit. It looks like there are sconces on the wall that burn with a flame that does not have any heat to it, uh, but does illuminate very, very well. Uh, these stairs are not rickety. They are definitely hewn from stone. They're solid. And as you go down to the basement, it does look like this is basically another apartment. Um, it looks like there are rows of bunk beds. It looks like there's uh, a play area off to the side for the kids uh, where they are absolutely breaking things. Uh, then a servant goes <laughs> over and cleans it up and then something replaces it. And it's a constant cycle. The kids just seem to really like making the ghost people do stuff. Uh, he leads you past their living area and towards where the pathway was that led down. There's a door there now. And as he opens it, it opens up on solid rock. And hmm, he, he turns unusual. All, all pathways gone. I sent scouts Temple not there anymore. Cavern gone. It's it's all gone? As far as we can see, yes. I sent a ship. Ship returned. They found nothing. Wait, like well, the whole temple is gone? Mm-hmm. No more cave. That, that's odd. How would they just well, relocate a temple? They may I, not be them who did it. 
I certainly feel a little more comfortable that this house of ours is not located on top of an evil cult temple. Yes, I do, but at the same time, where did it go? And Skipper goes, I no idea. Do not know. Kiska goes to touch the wall. Is it solid? Absolutely solid. I wonder why the door's there, then. That's odd. Thank you, Skipper. Hey, everybody can make a wisdom check to see if they remember. Straight <laughs> yeah, wisdom? Okay. Straight wisdom. A seven. <laughs> no idea. I got it. A nine. 21. Wow. Okay. Yeah, anybody who got above a 15 remembers that Delver's exact words on the wish was that the mansion be restored to the height of its former glory. It is entirely possible that the pathway to the ancient temple and the temple itself might not have existed at that time. Oh, gosh. He probably just erased it. I wonder if he erased all of the cultists, too. And you hear Delver in uh, your mind repentance. Probably not. The cult was probably there for a long time. They probably used the mansion for their own means for a long time when it was abandoned. We have no idea when. But hey, it's a solid solid stone wall now, so you're welcome. Delver says that he does not believe the cult is... No, not defeated, but... Not gone. Not. We're, mm. we're not going to get around confronting them ourselves. Oh. Well, yeah. I'm just wondering if the cultists I mean, that for were one thing, there are... For one thing, I'm relatively off. certain that uh, the demon lord in charge of this particular section of the cult is coming to kill Creo. Oh? The I was in Del the back of Delver's mind watching as Creo drew his card. Oh. oh, no, I got this medallion. I hold up the medallion I took from the loot. They, they can't that find means me. They, that means they can't directly find you. You think evil cults are bad at finding people? That's why they're evil cults. They know you're with us. They know that they, they that we are here. Oh, yeah, that too. This place is not subtle. Nor is it a fortress. Skipper looks at all of you. Is there anything else? Do you still like it here? Very much, yes, yes, yes. Safe. Okay, Happy. Good. I turn to the skipper and I will be coming down tomorrow. I would like to speak to any of your men who are martially inclined about forming a militia for your people. We are very good fighters. That is maybe, but when I am done with you, and I, I like, I drop down to my like on my knees, get like right down so that we're at like eye level to each other, so I'm not looming above him. He stands and up I on I a chair so that you can be actually eye level. Yeah, I say in draconic. When I am done with you, no one. We'll take your children again, ever. And he salutes and, and nods grimly. And then I stand up. Uh, when you hear me talk, by the way, Isra, I speak draconic with an extremely outdated uh, syntax. I put hmm. my verb tense in front of the words that I'm that are <laughs> modified by it. It's extremely old, uh, but it is actually something you've heard. Um, my accent is from the mountains. Hmm. Okay. So. You have the rest of the mansion to explore as you would, or if you would. I'm going to explore it in the in the eye of looking for places to fortify where we might be able to retreat to in case someone attacked, any weak spots, and you know that kind of thing. So as I the mean, the thing. Are you just going room to room then? That's what I'll be doing. I mean, other people can do whatever they want. All right. Well, let's let's go through one by one and see uh, what everybody wants to do here. So we'll just go alphabetical. And what is what does Kiska want? Kiska is going to go see if there are any quarters that are suitably dark and cool and possibly with some kind of like garden off of them with, you know, underground stuff, fungus and things. 
stuff that feels like home. So as you are moving uh, along the corridors, you do actually find a door that seems to call to you. Uh, you open it, and what greets you is something that should not exist inside of what would be a man-made home. Uh, you see what looks like somebody carved a section of the Underdark out and laid it bare for you. Um, it is a cavern with uh, bioluminescent lichen. It looks like it has a section that is a cultivated moss garden with all sorts of growth and, and fungi and uh, that would be very common to your home and native land. Uh, it is damp but not humid. It has that sort of low-light uh, ambience that you would expect and it does look like it has everything that you would have expected in one of your home cavern uh, living arrangements. A no-nonsense bed, uh, what looks like it's made out of uh, various growths of, of lichen and, and moss. Uh, it looks like there is what looks like a glow lamp that may, is made out of bioluminescent. Uh, when you look closer, it looks like creatures, almost like deep sea uh, creatures inside of what looks like sealed fish bowls. Cool. Uh, it is absolutely a tailor-made room for you specifically with plenty of room as you make your way around it it looks probably to be like a 200 foot radius cavern all for you kiska flops into the bed and for the first time since she's been above relaxes <laughs> all right liz what does isra do um isra is similarly curious about the security of their new mansion so she might um accompany repentance but she definitely wants to end in the airy and check on all of the dragons and make sure they have comfortable and safe accommodations. And before we do that, because that seems to tie in with repentance, yeah. uh, we'll go with Andrew. Andrew, what would Creo be doing? Alright, so two things he wants to um, do. One, since we have tons of rooms and stuff, uh, a place of like worship with the gods of this uh, land, just to kind of... Um, because that's one of the things is he was trying to explore, you know, potential because he still believes that uh, he's half God, that his father is a God. So kind of to honor the gods to figure that out. So either set up altars to them in his room or you have like a, a separate like temple area for them. And then the other one would be to have like his own room where he can practice his um performance because he did come from as a bard a place both um musically and uh his acrobatics and all that area. so you find a series of rooms at this point then as you're going room to room and you make mental note of it uh you do see what looks like for lack of a better term a small ish chapel uh that looks like it is maybe enough for a dozen people uh, it is well lit has gigantic windows uh, around it uh, it's maybe 50 by 50 uh, feet, maybe 100 feet tall, giant vaulted ceilings. Uh, and around the edge of it, it looks like there are various statues to a cavalcade of gods or religions and symbolisms that maybe you're familiar with, maybe you're not familiar with. Uh, and it looks like there's a small offering altar at the, the head of it. Uh, it looks like very sensible seating low to the ground, uh, whether it's various small chairs or direct seating on cushions. Uh, but it does look like this would serve anybody's needs that would wish to worship any of the divine natured beings. 
the next room you find is a training ground and gymnasium type place. Uh, it actually is a door that opens to a almost fenced in outdoor area, but fenced in isn't quite the right word. Uh, it looks like this gigantic yard almost, but that can't be right because as you're doing the mental math, this should be first floor, maybe at the back of the house, but still inside of the house. You see the area dotted by columns and what, what greets you here is uh, all sorts of workout equipment. Looks like a track that's been uh, sort of laid out into the ground. Uh, training dummies. Uh, it, very similar. The best graphic thing I can give you is you've ever seen the training grounds at the the Witcher uh, keep inside of either the show and or the game. It is very similar to that, just not iced over. Uh, so you have your acrobatics, you have your fencing, uh, you have everything that you could possibly need for anybody of your party specifically to work out here. The last room that you come across that isn't necessarily your quarters, it looks like it is a small, almost like theater setup. Uh, you walk around, it does have various seating in a tiered setup that leads to a small raised stage. The ceiling is constructed in such a way that as you take out one of your instruments and just pluck it or play a note on it, the reverberations carry and you can see that this is definitely designed specifically to amplify the sounds from the stage out to those that are even far enough into the back. And then the last room you find is your quarters where it has all of your sensible uh, needs as well as various different uh, instrument tuning devices, tools to take care of your, not just your weapons, but also your instruments, as well as what looks like a small selection of books, mostly dedicated to religion and gods and oral tradition and mythology, things that you would probably be researching on your own uh, without the company of others. So then Isra and Repentance, as you're making your way room to room, you find very much the similar similar setups. You find the rooms that Andrew also found. You find the kitchen. You find what looks like a giant parlor area. You find what looks like a gigantic library that spans all three stories with uh, tons of seating areas. What looks like lamps th uh, strewn about on tables, ladders that go all the way to the top and lead around the entire, entire area of the room. Uh, looks like there is a bunch of deep knowledge here, potentially at your disposal. Uh, the only thing that really strikes you as potentially a really weak point is every room seems to have windows that look out to the outside. Uh, some are more ornate than others, but they are all made of glass. We should tour the outside to see th this place is strange. Are all of these windows also visible from the outside? It seems like there are more windows internally than you saw outside. That could just be a function of this place. Interesting. Uh, Repentance, you'll hear a voice from Delver say, maybe maybe try to hit one of the windows. How odd. I didn't even need you to think that at me. Um, I will pull out the giant axe I've got, look it over. I've attuned with it, so. No, it's yours. Absolutely. And I will swing it at the window. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. 27 hit you absolutely make contact and you feel the reverberation in your hands uh as what should have been glass shattering outside and 
and maybe the caning of the stained glass breaking and buckling, it doesn't. You definitely felt that you made contact, and as you look at it, as you regain yourself, uh, it does look like there's a very tiny scratch. Uh, your inclination is that the space that's created is magically warded in some capacity. But without a wizard, really, to look it over, you'd have no idea. Well, that's magic. Shall we continue <sighs> to look around? Or you wanted to go up and yes. get your charges, didn't you? Uh, I do need to check on them at some point, but I do want to make sure they're safe first. I haven't seen anything particularly alarming. It just looks like a house. I'm just wary of magic that has simply appeared and might disappear again. From what I know of the artifact, uh, its power is as great as it is unpredictable. It's the unpredictable part that worries me. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll continue doing a walk around until we get up there. If you just want to move it on to that point, go for it, I guess. Yeah, so as you walk around, you basically, again, anything that you possibly think of, even subconsciously want, a room seems to be present for it. Uh, you find an armory f that seems to be exactly what Repentance would be looking for. All manner of weapons and armor uh, is present for you here. None of it magical, in more so than it just appeared here, uh, but there's a lot of options. Uh, you see various different... Uh, just rooms like with looks like there's an alchemy room that looks like there's something very specific for uh, rituals that you might have uh, participated in Isra. And as you make your way through the various stories, you do make your way to the airy. You open the door that is at the center of the mansion and it opens into a large, luscious rooftop garden that is encased in glass. You see the dragons flying in and out of the glass. Uh, it almost seems like it is, for lack of a better term, like a force field that you would see on like a sci-fi show where it isn't there when they're there, when they're moving through it. But as soon as they're past it, it's solid again. And you can see the shift. You don't even have to make a roll for it. Uh, they are absolutely loving this place. They have, looks like, several different areas to perch and make nests. Uh, it looks like they're plenty of space for them to fly and flap their wings. Uh, and you see uh, Rika looks at you and just kind of go play, go uh, play. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, this is a place for you. I think lets out this triumphant like screech and just goes and, and joins the others in their revelry at the center of the garden. You notice that there is a giant crystal and a fountain. Uh, and it looks like it is pulsing with a gentle, uh, magic. It You can make an arcana check if you want to. Um, this one you do not need to be trained into because you are deciphering what's in front of you. Okay, I'll give it a go. I rolled an eight. Um, are you with them as well, Repentance? Yeah, I came up to see how secure this place was. You're, go ahead I'll as well. I'll give it a shot. Seven. All right. <laughs> when the DM wants to tell you things, but nobody can roll for crap. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Have Delver roll. He can see That's it. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, one of your eyes shifts from the... Uh, what color are your your eyes on your Warforged? They're kind of a golden color. Like, like they glow with like almost sunlight in them. Okay. Uh, one of your eyes uh, disappears into a uh, gentle blue glow that uh, you hear the voice of Delver. Oh, hold on a moment. Oh. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I think the crystal's feeding the power of this place. I have hmm. no idea what that means. It's, he thinks the crystal's uh, feeding the power of this place. He said, "I." Yeah, I I think 
this is taking sun sunlight, maybe, and using it to continue the spell? Huh. Yeah, you're, we're going to want to protect that. This is a weak spot. He thinks that this place is what's making this entire place exist, from what I can understand of what he just said. We're going to need to come up with a way to keep this room guarded. I would only to do that anyway, well, it- because having this many dragon children in it is basically asking evil spellcasters to come and harvest their organs. So I... I agree. I'm very concerned. Them flying around like that. She's like looking up and around and watching them. And like she's always trying to keep like Rika kind of hidden as best she can. And this is very obvious. I want to check something. Okay. I'm going to go up to like the windows they're flying out of and look out them. Okay. Do I see the outside as we walked up or do I see someplace else entirely? You see the outside as you walked up. Okay. I'll be right back. Uh, I assume there's All no, right. there's no, like, there's no ladder or anything from this place down the side of the building, right? Nope. I'm going to go back downstairs and oh. out the front door and look up and see if I see the dragons. You do. I see the dragons doing that. Yep. You see them flying in and out. You see Rika uh, playing as almost like a cat thunderdome in midair with uh, the the new clutch. <laughs> I'm going to look around to see how far away we are from anybody else. Not very far from the the wall that separates you from the rest of the estates and the the city itself. Um, Like maybe, maybe a couple hundred feet, if that. Yeah, I'm going to go back upstairs. It's very exposed. You should have them come back in. And I'll call the dragons. Little ones, little ones, come, come here. And they stop as as Rika bashes uh, uh, Dornos in the, the head and... Uh, when Dornos comes and snaps his attention to you, and Rekka giggles as uh, f- she flies back down to you, uh, the rest of them do as well. My suggestion, and I, I, say, I say this in Draconic, my suggestion is that you don't do that during the day. But but why? You can be seen. We want to be, we want to be cautious. Your kind are very rare. A, an attack destroyed many of the dragons in this area, and it's possible people are looking for any dragons they might find. And I do not want you to be discovered or harmed. Can Emmer's, you do this? Emmer sort of bristles at this and, and kind of puffs out their chest. But we saved you. We're strong. Very strong. We're dragons. I, I, I know you are little ones, but there may be larger, much larger and older dragons that are looking to harm you. You do want us to be killed by someone who comes to find you? No, we save you again. Well... <laughs> you were in a temple for untold thousands of years. And now we have Unhashed. sky. We, we can see the sun. Yes, you can see the sun, but you can be seen under the sun. And they all kind of look you confused at of, each other. You have, you have access to the memories of your forebears, do you not? I know you do. We, Even if we, you don't do. realize it yet. It comes you like know dreams. how powerful. Yes. Then you know, or you will know, how powerful an elder dragon can be. Hmm. And they, they all kind of like huddle up and sort of like in very hushed tones are talking to each other. Then they turn back to you. Okay, we we be careful. Yes, I I appreciate it. And we're as we grow in power, as you grow in power, because you I know you will grow to be great, glorious creatures. Then we will we all intend to find these things and stop this harm. But for now, we have to be careful. And they, they all nod. And then Rika ambushes one of them. (laughs) 
Um, if there are any servants up here, I'll like wave one down and ask it to come up with like a big tray of like meats of different kinds for all the dragons. If there's not one already here because that's, dragons, that's already been being done. You actually look around and you <laughs> see that there are their needs are well tended to here. Like they, they want okay. for nothing. They are considered, it's raw meat. It's raw meat. I grab a piece out and you see my head unhinge open and there's very large teeth and I throw the PDFs up and clang down on it. <laughs> Haven't had that in a while. Right. Do I do I know if a, if repentance usually eats? You've never seen me do it before. You've also never seen Delver do it. Do, do you need to eat and I've just missed it all this time? No, I just missed taste. Well, I can always find things for you to taste if that's a pleasant experience for you. I mostly like raw meat. I mean, we can find that. It's not really worth worrying about most of the time. I just felt when I was younger, I remember living amongst dragons and dragonborn. We were, it was a happier time. I joined the mm. Church of the Sun Dragon, the gleaming one, uh, platinum scaled, because I wanted to protect, I think. <sighs> Don't remember much. But these, these children need to be protected. They need to be guarded. I agree. And these cultists need to be wiped off the face of this planet. Certainly so. Uh, I had taken this one into my charge, and I gesture towards Rika. Uh, she's probably flying and tumbling around and not paying attention. And now no, I suppose all the rest she's are ignoring, in my charge, too. Yeah, she's ignoring you <laughs> hard right now. The rest I've of them are all going to play. I've not seen so many emeralds in my life. In Up in my mountain town, there were many many dragons higher up than the town but it wasn't uncommon to see them and now now there are none and now there are all of these it's it's wonderful and it it must terrifying be yes quite quite <sighs> to have this responsibility for what may be the only emerald dragons i i don't know of others that were beyond this area and this it's maybe the last it's about this time you guys all hear everybody hears this uh, what sounds like a dinner bell uh, ringing at all levels of the mansion, uh, not an alarm bell. Uh, repentance would absolutely know the difference of, uh, between that. Uh, but it's almost like that. The triangle bell of, you know, come and get it dinner serve type thing. Hmm. You should go. You're probably place. hungry. I mean, you've been, well, you've been fighting and all those other things and you haven't rested or slept or eaten or anything. Perhaps they'll have things for you to taste as well. Uh, Yes, I suppose we should let the children have their time. And Delver says, it would be rude to not. Oh, and that stops me. <laughs> That's like I literally what I respond to him with, and I even do laugh a little bit. You care more than you let on. We both know that. Yeah, I just, can you ever tell me that I'm, I balk at being rude? When you like people, yes. I think you've mistaken uh, me for someone else, but I will follow her down. And the rest of you in your rooms, you would hear the bell as well. Um, I'm assuming you're Kiska, all... Kiska cracks an eye open and goes, huh, and then goes skulking out to go figure out where, where the noise is coming from. It's not hard to follow the bell. It leads you to a rather large, rather stately dining room where it easily could entertain 30, 40 people. No problem. Uh, the servants look that they have laid out a, uh, a, a veritable feast of delicacies that all of you would have enjoyed 
uh, in your home areas. And it looks like they're all sort of gravitated towards one end of a gigantic old oaken table uh, where the four and five of you could sit. And uh, Rika looks like she has come to join you as well, uh, mostly because she is doesn't like being too far away from you. It it concerns her when she can't see you. After all, she has to protect you. Uh, she has sworn to protect you. Um, and there looks like there's a little like a perch for her on the table, and she goes and delights in that, and immediately starts eating. Like she does not even wait for everybody else. She's just gobbling down food. How are the other dragons? Uh, they're well. They seem quite happy. The airy is very beautiful. I, oh, good. Well, you might, you may not like it. There is a lot of sun and sky. You might like but it they at seem, nighttime. Yes, that's true. That is true. Uh, they seem quite happy. I've told them to stay indoors in case anyone might be looking for them. That's a very good idea. Dragons are. We are a rare commodity. We are quite close to several other villas. I'm nervous about anyone who might have noticed this place suddenly become the most opulent little mansion in the area. Uh, I would expect we will have company, if not tonight, then tomorrow. The welcome wagon? It could happen that way. It could be someone official will come to see who these people are who've suddenly raised themselves (sighs) to such straits. Or it might be thieves. Or people looking for a place I don't think it will be people looking for a place to stay unless they want to stay here over the corpses of the people who already live there. Mm. It feels like perhaps we should hire guards, but I don't know who we would trust. Yes, that is a problem. Kiska looks at one of the ghost people. You guys, um, do you defend as well as serve? And they look at each other and look at you and in unison nod? It's hard to tell sometimes. It's almost like they phase in and out a little bit. Plus, you have the uh, kobolds we can call upon once we get them trained up properly. It's in their interest to defend the place as much as ours. Yes, we want to set as many defenses as possible and keep a close watch on the place for anyone who is watching it. What do we do now? Well, I want to try to find this cult. It's about this time that uh, you hear another bell going from the front door. I'm up. Axe is not drawn, <laughs> but my hand is on it. I'm going to go see who that is. Please don't frighten them immediately. <laughs> Why don't you come so you can talk to one of you come and talk to them for me while I stand there and stare at them. Okay. Kiska goes with him to go to the door. All right. You guys go to the door. Uh, it looks like there's a bell on the door and occasionally just ringing. Very similar to if you've seen the movie Clue, it sounds like the doorbell from Clue. <laughs> I am using intelligence. <laughs> uh, Are the floaty guys going to answer it? They're waiting for your approval. Go ahead. Uh, and they open the door and standing before you is what looks like a, a well put together older half orc female. Uh, she has a bald head, blue eyes, and rough gray skin. She stands about as tall as Repentance does. Um, she has a set of glasses onto her face, and she has her hands tucked behind her back. Those of you who have been in the town long enough understand that this is Rose Bladewalker, uh, who operates as the one of the, the chief magisters for this area. Um, she's the one that approved your arrival upon all those years ago coming into the weirs hello can we help you 
I have come to procure your services. I see you've, uh, she kind of looks around, upgraded. A bit. We're homebodies, you know how it is. Yes, quite. Come, come in, come in. And she's. Are you she, hungry? We have plenty of food. And she holds up a hand. Uh, no, I am quite well, thank you, but I appreciate the invitation. And uh, she steps in. You understand that you, this doesn't look like this from the street, right? No. It doesn't? No. H- have you not? This is very recent. Yes, quite. As in the last hour or so? Well, from the. On the way over, before I crested your gate, it appeared much as it was before. Ah, oh, the Delver did do what he thought he did. I, I assure you, I have no idea what that means. My friend Delver is uh, somewhat responsible for the renovations, and he had mentioned something along those lines, but I didn't understand what he was talking about. Right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I have need of your services. All of our other... Uh, and as you are walking, she's she's talking to you, and you get to the uh, dining room table and where everybody else is waiting, and uh, the conversation continues. All of our other mercenary groups are otherwise indisposed on contracts at this time. Uh, your goblin inventor friend has a caravan delivery that needs to go to one of the small townships in the foothills of the mountains. Uh, we need to have somebody or some buddies willing to take on a contract to offer defense, escort, you understand how it is. Goods and services must be secured. Right. I'm going to think into my head, that card you drew, the one with the uh, keep that was in the mountains? And Delver responds, yes. What about it? We, we, we need to go see to it, don't we? At some point, I'm sure. Uh, this might be an opportune moment to do both. Yeah, but uh, my internal understanding is that it will involve some form of fight. Um, That's why it would probably be better that I be the one going than you. And he, you sort of feel him motion your head towards Isra? Mm-hmm. I think it might be part of her former life. Well, then sh- we should definitely bring her into the conversation. But for right now, I'm, I'm headed towards saying yes to this. I think we should. If nothing else, it'd be goodwill. Like I'm assuming that we can have that conversation quietly, and they don't have to hear us. Yeah, so this, is all, this is all. This is all. This is all in a matter of moments, uh, in, internally. All right. So the rest of the conversation, uh, it, it should be no I'm more. I'm assuming th- she comes over to the table. Yeah, so she we does can and talk sits. In front yes. Of everybody. Yeah. And she sits and, and nods to everybody. Uh, it should be no more than a, a two-day journey. One day there, uh, sleep overnight. One day back. Uh, it's basic goods and services. Uh, it looks like there may be some mystical devices. I don't know what she makes. Um, some of them are better off not being in the town, if you understand. Um, but we would rather make sure that they get there uh, safe and secure. Uh, it is a generous contract. Uh, it will pay 200 gold pieces uh, upon arrival. And then <laughs> you understand internally that this is actually... I know that's a lot of money, but yeah. I'm just like laughing because has, I know she, how much money these people are sitting on. She has no idea. Yeah, no idea. Um, and of of course, uh, services needed upon uh, reentry, should there be healing or, or alchemical needs, uh, they will be provided by the township. Um, it should be a simple one-day journey. This is quite a lot of gold for a simple journey. 
what sort of trouble do you expect to spend so lavishly? Well, again, you understand the area. It is not lawless, but it's well more than... It is a good percentile of the, of the value of the goods being served. Therefore, more than reasonable. There are... And she sort of looks around the table and counts at you. There are four of you. Fifty gold pieces for guard duty for a day on a caravan is about standard rate. True. What, what do you guys think? I'm fine with it. I believe well, we should And I assume, I assume this is for Greasy Fingers? It is. Yes. Well, Greasy Fingers has done us good turns, and I believe we should do see to her defense as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, well, hold on. We haven't heard from our fourth. Oh. Yeah, he did, he was eating, or Creo was eating dinner and just kind of shrugs to go along with it. Uh, then I guess we are all in agreement. Right. Uh, and she stands and nods and uh, gives a little bit of a, a deep bow. And it looks over at uh, at Rika, and our original agreement stands. I will tell nobody of the dragon, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I will just add, and she kind of just looks around. I'll add this to the list of things I do not talk about. Thank you. And uh, Isra just inclines her head in like a sort of little bow of like acknowledgement. Great. Uh, wonderful. Now that that's out of the way, when I was walking up to the door, are there more? Why don't you not? Ask that question, then we don't have to tell you, then you don't have to not tell anybody else, because you won't know. I mean, that's fair. I'm just... It's exciting because, well... Yes. It's been forever. I'm, but it's also possibly dangerous. As are everything. And she kind of smiles at that. Right, well, I will leave you to your luncheon, and um, thank you very much. The caravan will leave tomorrow morning. If you need anything in between or more details... Uh, I'd like to know where it's departing from so we can be there. It'll be the Northern Gate. Okay, that's pretty much all I need at the moment. Who's our point of contact with the caravan? Uh, You can go speak with Greasy Fingers if you wish. I believe it's one of her children, question mark. I don't know. That's another situation that is best left unraveled. Okay, all right. right. And she departs. Thank you. Oh, no problem. She, she, She nods. She'll leave. The Spectral Servants see her out. Um... And you are left to your own devices for the afternoon until tomorrow morning. Is there anything you wish to accomplish or discuss? We should maybe, if we're going to do a guard duty. I don't need to sleep, so I will be guarding all night. I'll just no, plant no. myself up there. I, I mean, if we're going to be escorting a caravan and in guard duty, maybe we should invest, since we have so much gold right now, in some healing potions from somewhere. Are any equipment that might be useful? That too. We're expecting a fight, and we certainly have the resources to procure arms, armor, or magical equipment if they can be found. Don't get me wrong, I love my staff. She clutches her staff, but um, my armor does leave something to be desired. Don't wear the and armor we got. We, we do still have... Don't wear it. The what? We do still have things to distribute. Yeah, the the uh, he, he, walk, he basically gestures to one of the unseen servants um the leather armor can you bring it to me please it does so don't wear this why it's cursed oh well then i won't be wearing that but it's i got do have runes right on the front in draconic that actually even say cursed oh i don't, I don't like what well, they I weren't subtle draconic, made this. but 
That's that's fascinating. No, I I was thinking more along the lines of if we each got two thousand gold from the pile, then we could go get some good armor. And I mean, we could sell some of this as well. I mean, if we aren't going to use True. things, does do cursed? It's still magic. If you know, I don't know. I don't think it's very. It's not um, proper to just sell the armor to someone without telling them that it's cursed. But I know there are collectors who would be perfectly happy to have cursed leather armor in their collection, just in case someone breaks in and steals it. <laughs> okay. It might even belong to somebody. Uh, I, you know, the, these the people we got all this from weren't exactly good, so they may have stolen it from someone. We might be very. And old. I don't know. If I'm sorry, you were speaking. We took right. skulls or not. We took yeah, some of the. We have potions of giant strength, which I assume repentance. That sounds I mean, like a repentance thing. That sounds like a you them. thing. Yes, yeah. there's lots of them. So, by goodness, take those. Um, I, I wouldn't mind that uh, either. Either those boots or or that ring. The the boots are kind of agile, which sounds kind of interesting. I have no was... problem with that. The amulet with uh, proof against detection, um, uh, Creo took. Creo took that. that that's fine. There's that's a brooch perfect. of shielding, so nobody took that that I know of. There's a ring of free action. Nobody took that that I know of. There's a rod of lordly might. What does the rod do? It's got a lot of stuff. It basically can transform <laughs> into a multiple different kinds of weapons, and it can also, I think, become a rope. It's basically oh. the sword from She-Ra. Wow. No, like, I'm not I don't kidding. know what that is, but... <laughs> that sounds fascinating. It's great if you're a fighter. I am not a fighter. Well, I mean, I am, but I'm more of a caster than a fighter. The rod has a flanged head, and it functions as a magic mace that grants a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. The rod has properties associated with six different buttons that are set in a row along the haft. It has three other properties as well, detailed below. Six buttons. You can press one of the rod's six buttons as a bonus action. A button's effects last until you push a different button or until you push the same button again. Um, if you press button one, the rod becomes a flame tongue uh, as a fiery blade spurts from the end opposite the rod's flanged head. Uh, if you press button two, the rod's flanged head folds down and two crescent-shaped blades spring out, transforming the rod to a magical battle axe. Uh, you press button three, the rod's flanged head folds down, a spear point springs from the rod's tip, and the rod's handle lengthens to a six-foot haft and transforming it into a magical spear that gives a plus three damage, bonus damage, blah, blah. Uh, plus four, it turns into a climbing pole up to 50 feet long. Um, Button five, it turns into a handheld battering ram that gives the user a plus 10 bonus to strength checks made to break through doors. Uh, button six, the rod assumes or remains in its normal form and in, in, indicates magnetic north. Uh, it also has drain life. When you hit somebody with it, it, they have to make a con save, and if they don't make it, they get an extra 46 necrotic, and you regain number of hit points equal to half the damage you deal. Uh, then it's got a paralyze feature, and then it's got a terrify feature. Goodness. Yeah. It is it is a crazy, crazy item. That looks really nice. I, but Creo, I like my see something you would use? I mean Creo I, use I'm I more for ranged weapons, but I can't use two handed weapons. I don't think it's I can a one hander. Use... Everything it is is one handed. The mace, the the battle axe, all of it, that's all one handed oh. stuff, not two handed. See I can use long swords, rapiers, scimitars, and short swords. Yeah. You couldn't use the mace, but you could use the flame tongue. But yeah, otherwise, this is not stuff you can use. Well, I mean, you can yeah. use it, you just wouldn't do as well with it. Theoretically, yeah. if oh, I, I mean, got a shield, I could use it. But I mean, I'm happy with the axe. Quite frankly, it would probably sell for a ton of money if nobody's going to use it. It's not really something that I would use. What is the brooch of shielding? Uh, the brooch of shielding. 
You are you have resistance to force damage and immunity to damage from the magic missile spell. Correct. Um, if no one claimed the ring of free action, I would take it. Take the ring of free action, and I'll take the boots of striding and springy. Uh, Creo, is there anything you want? Well, he got the amulet. Yeah, still, there's a lot of stuff. Did no one take the brooch of shielding? Nope. Uh, does Delver want that? Because I don't know if Delver got anything. Although he did get the, the deck of many things. So. He got the deck. He, he's pretty content. Although he mentions the rod might be useful for one of our other altars, should they surface. Fair enough point. I will I will pass that information along. And as a, my third attunement, I guess I can take the brooch if no one wants that. It's up close. Can't hurt to have. All right. Well, yeah, you guys can divvy that up however you like. That is mostly... Uh, okay, so we'll sell the cursed breastplate, and we'll hang on to the rod just in case. And I think we got everything else divvied up. I mean, greasy, yeah. greasy fingers could probably... Break it down, Delver says. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, we might want to contact Greasy Fingers before we go on the trip. She could probably break it down and use it uh, in her work. So she might be willing to buy it from us. The leather breastplate? Yes. I mean, it's okay. still... This is this is not normal leather. I mean, if you look at here, these are all dragon scales. Right. This is a very... This is still a, this is still a very powerful magical item. The cursed part is that it will drown you if you try to swim. Oh, um, I don't like that at all. Yeah, but otherwise, it's very, very strong. It's okay. stronger than the, the ceremonial plate I took. Well, gosh, that'd probably be really good for me, but I don't like drowning, the idea yeah. of drowning. So let's go see Greasy Fingers then. Like, what time of day is it right now? It's just after uh, just after noon, so just after the midday meal. Um, I would definitely like to take a stop and see... Isra's son, whose name I have written down somewhere because we have never actually met him here. Um, Ishan. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know you had a son. Doesn't she also have a daughter? Uh, well, my daughter is, uh, she was in the town when it was attacked. I do not know what became of her. I okay. hope, but that is all I have. So remind us, your Rachel. son, where, where he was with you and, and fled with you? Uh, no, no, uh, so, yeah, going back a bunch of steps, um, uh, Isra had a family up in this town, and her daughter was a druid who stayed in town, and her son was, like, a craftsperson who came down to the weirs and has been living for some time. Though I never specified what kind of craftsperson, just he took up some mundane craft and came down to where he could practice and trade and all of that stuff. Okay. Well, you would happen to know that your son has taken up the trade as a blacksmith in the town, uh, which seems pretty, well, you would say mundane, but, uh, you know, it's it's work. Um, and he's not too far out of the way uh, where the shop is that he works at if you wanted to head over there. Yeah, I just want to check in on him, see if he's okay. Does he want to come live in this weird magical mansion we suddenly have? Uh, okay. Well, you can go see him. Uh, you find him. It's, you know, it's just afternoon, so... Uh, is are, everybody, are we going... Is I was going like to ask, is everybody trip? coming with, or are you Yeah, just... anyone... Let's just make it a group if... trip. We'll stop, see him, and then we'll go see Greasy Fingers. All right. Yes, if anyone wants any armor or arms, there's the blacksmith shop there. I'm sure we'll have something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how magical they, they trade in, but... It's worth looking. All right. So you wind up, uh, you wind up taking the, a little bit of a, a trip over there. Um, and you see that he is hard at work. Um, he looks like it is 
Uh, grilling work looks like he's actually working on some horseshoes. Um, nothing too extravagant, but definitely something that is absolutely needed. Um, hmm. he, his back is turned to you, uh, so he doesn't see you uh, coming up to the the smithy. Uh, it is an open air outdoor uh, pit that he is hmm. working in. Well, I don't want to disturb him, so I'll kind of go up and and watch until he's at a stopping point. Never disturb someone who's working with hot metals. No. <laughs> uh, he goes and and he's working for a good a good few minutes, uh, and then he stops, looks at his uh, at his work, uh, tosses it into the the cooling trough, uh, and then also grabs a rag and wipes the uh, the sweat from his scales of his brow. Um, and then turns around and notices that you are just kind of staring at him, like in the creepy way that that parents watch their children <laughs> do something interesting. And he goes, he's, uh, hi. How long you were you there? So alarmed. Only a minute or two. I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, uh, okay. It's just kind of weird to turn around and see my my mother just kind of staring at me and my mother's friends. And he kind of leans over. Hello. So. Hello. Um, I'll introduce anyone he does not know. I don't know if he's the only one that I think my he, adventuring party. The only one he hasn't really met is Repentance, I think, and he kind of stares at Repentance. Uh, Where's the uh, shorter one? Is, I incline my head. He is currently inside me. I um. Oh, okay. I I can't really explain it either. He he changes sometimes. It's magic. That's all I really know. Uh, certainly. Yeah, that's right. I, that's why I do this. And he just kind of points at like the metal stuff. I understand <laughs> this. This is fine. So do you, uh, what's going on? Do you, do you need everything? Is everything okay? Uh, everything is fine. Such as it is. We have acquired a home in, was it high town? Was it something like that? Yes. Oh. It's the, uh, the high town. Oh, high town. Look at, look at you really make it fancy, <sighs> fancy. Uh, yes. We acquired some 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 items in our last expedition that uh, we traded for this place. And I don't know if you would like a nicer place to stay. There is a room there. If you ever wanted to, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to pressure you or anything, but if you wanted a place to stay, it's there. It's, it's far too fancy, fancy for my taste. It, it really is. It's excessive. I, I mean, I appreciate it, but I mean, I feel like I might be a little bit old to be living with my mother. Uh, I I understand. I understand. I just I wanted to make the offer. You know, I I worry about you, and it's fine. It's fine. Ma, I'm fine. Look, look, I'm I have I'm thriving. People come. They they, you know, they they get all their stuff done, and it's good work. It's good honest work. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing. Okay. He, he kind of oh look and he looks over at you, and he just kind of like walks over and grabs your hand. Are you sure you're okay? <sighs> well, a lot has happened. You know, it's. Uh, Apparently, st- uh, Greasy okay Fingers, as- Greasy Fingers was saying something about evil horns, and that you brought like her something that was like super expensive. Oh, wait a minute! Uh, she pawned off the we, house on you, didn't she? We may have been. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she tried to sell that thing to me. It's 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 nicer than you would expect. Though, really, it is bigger on the inside. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have that kind of money to, to put into a a place like that, unfortunately. Uh, Yes, I mean, there's some business with maybe an evil cult uh, that we're dealing with, but, uh, it's, it's fine. It should be fine. I just, I just wanted to make sure you were okay because, uh, we've dealt with some worrying things in the past few days and I just, 
it's it's good to see you. It's good to see you're doing well. Well, I, I mean, it's good to see you as well. Um, I mean, you're always welcome, obviously, you know, and, and your friends as well. Um, I don't have much, but I'm always happy to share and break bread for the night. Uh, but I, I really got to get back to work. If if you guys need anything, though. Of course, though, of course. I didn't. If you guys need what? anything, though, let me know. Um, Do you have I've any been, magical belts? Magical belts are sort of not my thing. But, I mean, I'm really good at making ornate stuff. And he kind of, like, walks into the, the, the actual, like, shop area and comes back out. And he's got a breastplate. And it's rather intricately designed. It actually looks like it's made to kind of look like dragon scales. Uh, and it's been heat treated so that it's got a, like a bluish purple hue to it. And as you turn it, the light catches it a specific way. Uh, it, it shifts the color. He's like, I mean, this is the stuff I can do. It's, it's very pretty. I mean, a lot of hours into that one. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I wish I could wear something like that. Oh, are you? Leather. Oh, hmm. And he kind of like looks around and, and looks at you. He, die, he takes the breastplate black in, walks back out, has a, what looks like a measuring tape uh, with him. And he's like, he just doesn't even say anything to you, doesn't even ask if this is okay, just walks up to you and starts taking measurements. <laughs> she goes, T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, okay, fantastic. You've done this before. Uh, all right, all right, all right. You know, I might I might have something for you, maybe. Thank uh, you. And he walks into the... Uh, uh, the shop comes back out, uh, and it looks like he's got a treated leather uh, curious with him. But as you take a closer look at it, it's studded through with uh, steel and, and looks like it's got all sorts of adornment with it. And it's done into a pattern that looks very much like uh, the constellations at night. Uh, he's like, uh, it's it's, you know, it's nothing too extravagant. It's a, it's a, but it's better than just regular leather. Uh, it, it'll definitely protect you from blow. Essentially, it's studded leather. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I mean, you know, I can give you a discount. How much? Well, I mean, normally it's, you know, 50 gold pieces, but you're a friend of mom's, so uh, I can do 35? Take 40. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And he takes the 40 and hands over the breastplate to you. What is it? Uh, it's basically just studded leather. Bre- it's a studded leather breastplate. Okay. Uh, so you'll get the additional AC bonus, but it still counts as light armor for all intents and purposes. Sweet. So you can still do all of your normal stuff. Wonderful. Wonderful. And he throws it in, uh, into his uh, coin pouch at his side. He's like, uh, does anybody else need anything? Right. Well, you're all just staring there, people. You're not saying anything. So I'm going to assume that's a no. <laughs> I'm not much for conversation. I, I gathered that big guy. Yeah. The other one uh, talked a lot. Where's yeah, he? Yeah, don't. You sure he's inside there? Delver's the talker. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yes, yes. Sometimes he, sometimes he comes out, and sometimes he doesn't. I guess he takes a nap or something. No, no. We're both conscious at all times. It's just one of us has the body. Sometimes the other has it. The other times, occasionally, one of the others will come up instead. We really have no idea why or how it works. And and your your kid looks at you and he goes. Right, that's odd. I'm not going to really talk too much about that because I have no idea how that works. But if y'all need any armor or or weapons or even just like tools for your new house, like let me know. Like, actually, I reach out and pull the uh, great sword that I've been carrying for a long time. Here. Oh, this is. I a... don't need it anymore. Oh, are you sure? Yes, I, mean, I have I... this, and I point to the axe. And then I have this as a backup, and I point to the mace. What I would like is if you could trade me a shield. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, what kind of shield do you want? Just, well, just a shield because I know we can't do magic ones. Uh, just a big one. Just. Uh, all right. Well, why don't you step inside real quick? Step inside. Step inside. Uh, and you come into the shop. I'm assuming as he ducks back in. Kiska kind of pipes up and says, "Is some place where I can change into this?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And he points to like a like a back room that's very clearly what's meant to be an office. Um, ah, thank you. She wanders off to go with the new new duds on. So as you step into the shop, it is cramped. Uh, it looks like it has just got tons of, of stuff just strewn about everywhere. Uh, and it looks like there are several different types of shields. It looks like he has uh, small bucklers. Uh, looks like a few rondashes. Uh, looks like a couple heavy shields. One tower shield. Um, and he, he kind of nothing like, that big. Uh, I, I probably would want a heavy shield. Yeah, you can go ahead and grab a, a heavy shield. Uh, functionally, it will just be flavor because shields in fifth edition only give you plus two AC, unless mm-hmm. they are a tower shield and they give you cover. Um, so yeah, you can have that. And he's, he's like, yeah, I think this. Uh, I mean, I think the shield is worth less than your sword, but. That's fine. The sword has served me as long as it needs to, and someone else will buy it and use it, and that's how it's supposed to work. All right. Well, <sighs> works for me. And it only takes you about it only takes you a minute to to swap from light armor. Uh, so in two minutes you're done. Yeah, she goes back out. She's like, I really like these. Good, good, good. Um, and he comes over and he like adjusts the buckles and make sure that everything fits. He's like, it, that should be good. That should be good. Yeah, yeah. It's very pretty. Thank you. Um. I, Istra can wear medium armor, but I don't. Liz does not know what that entails. What kind of armor is medium armor? Is that all Shame. stuff that like reduces Shame. your stealthiness? Because mm, I don't want to reduce my stealthiness. It gives you a maximum dexterity modifier of plus two to your base uh, armor class. Um, it impairs movement a little bit, uh, but it depends on what it is. So like hide is technically medium. Chain is medium. Scale is medium. Uh, half plate, I think, technically counts as medium. So, yeah, uh, or like the like a breastplate, a fitted breastplate. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't want anything that's like large or clunky. Like I don't want anything that would give me disadvantage on stealth. And I don't know what armor types that is. Scale would give you disadvantage on stealth. Chain does not. A breastplate does not. Half plate does. What about hide? Hide does not. Hide is basically just um, thick, thicker leather. Yeah, half plate is medium, but does give disadvantage on stealth checks. Correct. A breastplate does not because it's just a breastplate. Um, yeah, maybe look at a breastplate if he has something. If uh, he's got mithril, it doesn't. Yeah, he does not have mithril. Yeah. He's- mithril, mithril half plate would not give you disadvantage on stealth checks, but if he doesn't have mithril, then it will. Uh, but he goes to uh, that breastplate that he had earlier, the one that he has the dragon scales emblazoned onto. Is this, I mean, if you want a breastplate, mom, here you go. Uh, yes, I think it might be nice to upgrade from, from the leather I've been wearing for so long. Is it normal? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of combat. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, then you definitely need to make sure you're okay. Um, normally that'd be about 400 gold, but, I mean, you're my mom. 200 will call it good? I'll give him 400 gold. <laughs> Let me help you! No, you aren't letting me help you. I can at least pay full price for weapons and armor. <sighs> Fine. Did you honestly think for even a moment that your mother was going to let you do that? I mean, come I have on. to try. <laughs> it it's beautiful work. It's really beautiful work. Oh, thank you. Um, 
for functionality purposes, Breastplate will give you 14 armor class plus your dexterity modifier plus any other uh, benefits you have. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that's that's you oh, taken care of. What? Uh, while we're in the store, does he have like a... I just need a little hand crossbow. Does he have that kind of weapon too? Uh, you might want to find a, a Boyer or a Fletcher of some type that... I, I don't really do the ranged weapon things. It's a little bit beyond me. Metal I'm good with. Metal I got. Um... But not really crossbows, sorry. Oh, no worries. I mean, you can find one no problem as you're you're going through. You can find a light crossbow for 25 gold pieces, just mark it off. All right. Well, I mean, anything else I can do for any of you? Or, I mean, I, I gotta get back no, to work here. Lovely, thank you. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Well, I've got about, like, five hours of making nails now ahead of me, so uh, you guys have fun. Be safe. Please don't let my mom die. That'd be great. Um, I can look... I can look after myself, Ishran. Well, what's the point of having a party of adventurers if they don't look out for you as well? We'll watch her. <laughs> we watch up, each other. And he walks up to repentance. I, I think this is your job. You're the bigger one, right? I am larger than you are, yes. Yeah, keep an eye on her. I keep an eye on everybody. They're all flesh beings, which means at any moment someone could stick something in them. It's quite annoying. And he kind of looks you over and looks you up and down. He's like, you realize that you're kind of almost a flesh being, right? kind of almost is very different than actually yeah, fair enough believe me i used to be a flesh being and someone stuck something in me so i know what i'm talking about right well i'm gonna get back to work on that unpleasant thought uh you <laughs> you guys have a, a good day and uh yeah i mean i'll stop by and see the house i'm sure um uh, it's gonna be like a, a day or two before i'm like caught up on orders really could use an apprentice at some point <laughs> we're going to be gone for a couple of days anyway we're escorting a ca- caravan of greasy fingers. We should be oh, back soon. Mm. All right. Yeah. Be be careful. I'm not sure what you should be more worried about. The cargo that greasy fingers is going to have you export or, you know, bandits. It's a, it's a coin. It's toss. hard to say, but. Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. Well, you know, I'm not really good at the whole emotion thing. So <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Then he goes back to work. Um, you guys can make your way over to, to Greasy Finger Shop. It is exactly as cluttered and messy as you remember. Uh, a different child is at the counter this time and looks like they're just kind of like half asleep and lazily sort of uh, looking at something, uh, like a bobble that they're playing with. The bell rings and they're just, hi, welcome to Greasy Fingers. How can I help you? Is your mother available? And they look up. Yeah, probably. I would like to speak with her then. You got a name? Yes. You're going I, to ask me what it is, or are you going to just be like that? I don't know. Should I just tell her Big McLarge is here? Yes. All right. And she hops down, walks in the back. And you just hear her screaming, Hey, Ma! Big McLarge Huge is here to see you. <laughs> Isra is over here just kind of trying not to laugh. So is Liz, by the way, but also <laughs> Isra. Your greasy fingers. What do you mean Big McLarge Huge? Who the hell's Big McLarge Huge? <laughs> Oh, some big guy with a big axe. Got some friends with him or something. Says he's here to see you. Didn't seem like he was the, like, you know, violent type, but, you know, didn't want to talk. And she, you hear Greasy Fingers, like, a bunch of clattering. Oh, next time you ask for the rest of their names, too. Why? They'll tell you when they get up there. It's fine. What if there's somebody here looking for, like, you know, I don't know, not happy with one of my, one of the things we sold them? Well, then I'm pretty sure we'd all be in trouble from the get-go and they wouldn't be asking to talk to you first. And fine, fine, whatever. Go, go finish doing whatever you're doing. And she walks out and hobbles in front. She looks at all of you. Oh, hey, welcome back. Hi. And she looks over at, oh, you, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. That explains the Big McLarge huge. <laughs> uh, we've been asked to escort your caravan tomorrow, and we wondered if there was anything you could tell us about any trouble we might be expecting beyond the usual. Also, well, we have this cursed breastplate that we'd like to sell you. Oh, cur- <laughs> cursed breastplate. Oh, fantastic. I like that stuff. Can I see it? Yeah. She pulls yeah. it out of the bag of holding, hands it over. And she reaches into her bag, pulls out what looks like a set of like jeweler's monocles, uh, but like on a bunch of different springs and starts flipping through them. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. This would drown you. That'd be great. Well, not great for you, but I mean, I mean, as it works, right? Cool. All right. Uh, I'll give you 200 gold for it. 200? Yep. She looks at the rest of them and kind of like shrugs her shoulders. <laughs> like, yeah, Isra also shrugs. It's like money has ceased to have any meaning. I'm curious. Do you have any belts that enhance strength? Well, I can try to make something for you. Let's see here. How much would that cost me? Well, let's see. If you need fire giant strength potions, I've got a case of them here you could have if that will help. Actually, that would. I only need I like I only need one of them though. I'll hold her. I'll I'll pick up the case and and hold. So I've got like three cases of these things. So I will take one complete case. I'll put it down. How about you use one for what I'm asking, and the other five you put towards the cost of it. Oh, we can do that because uh, normally this is a fairly expensive thing. Um, with and the cost of potions, giving involved, you the cursed breastplate also take some off of the cost of that. Well, the cursed breastplate's like two hundred bucks, right? Or two hundred gold. Uh, mm-hmm. you're talking about a, a belt of giant strength, a belt of fire giant strength. That's like 30, 35,000 gold. Uh, but what? with what you're, I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful magic. I can give it a shot, uh, with the consumables you got there. I could probably knock that down to about 15. I have two more cases of fire giant strength potions. I mean, you want to hand them over to me. We'll call it even at that point. I do. We, we also have some gems. Uh, yeah, we do. We all have those gems. We don't know what the gems are worth. <laughs> we never did convert see, those. Uh, I, what I wrote down is we have 17 gems worth 10 to 20 gold each. All right. She's, we, already, uh, giving it, she's already doing it as a straight trade for once I give her all the potions, which is fine because uh-huh. I don't have the strength all the time without having to drink a bunch of potions. Yeah, okay. and she, she, yeah. she's also going to probably be able to convert that into other belts later on, potentially. Uh, but there is going to be a percentile roll in here to see if this is a successful, a successful enchanting. Uh, so, Matt, I'm going to go ahead and need you to roll me a percentile, please. All right. Give me a sec. Okay. Um, oh, there it is. Found it. That's an eight. <laughs> All right. Ouch. Um, so as you are, you, she's going through this and she's she's taking a look at it and uh, going through and trying very, very hard to make this work. There's a lot of clanging, a lot of banging uh, and a little bit of explosion. It does not work as a pure belt of fire giant strength. She wasn't able to get it completely imbued. Instead, it's going to be the equivalent of a stone giant, which is a 23. So it'll be a permanent. Still better than what I had. What's that? Still, Still better, better than what I had. Still better than what you had. Um, well, I have a 20 strength naturally, so. Yep, and I rolled on my side, and she did not fail her arcana check. Uh, otherwise, that would have been a hill giant at best. So you can go ahead and mark down a stone giant strength belt. That, Will that uh, work for you? Yeah, it's still like uh, Stone Giant Strength, I believe, is like plus 23. Oh, it's at a 23, yeah. It's a 23 strength, so it'll Crazy. be like three higher than what I have now. 
So it'll be a plus six instead of a plus five. Wow. So okay. It's still pretty good. And can we just add the 200 gold, I guess, to the pile? Oh. No, I think at that point that would all be converted. Yeah. Is it you all do. being converted? Okay. You guys well, offered the the that up. Yeah. On the upside, those gems and so forth, you can then try and sell them to her and you can put that in the pot if you wanted to. Let's hang on to them just in case we need them for something. All right, so you're going to be doing Hi. the uh, you're going to be doing the escorting, huh? Mm-hmm. So that's good. I like you. You seem to well have your wits about you most of the time. We do our best. We like your house very much. Yeah. Are you guys buy furniture yet? That place. Uh, I mean, Cleaned I'm sorry. Up I very may have, nicely. May have sold everything that wasn't nailed down. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all right. It's all been repopulated. Oh, that quick, I huh? Think, I think the servants took care of it. What? What servants? servants? What are you talking about? It's a long story, or yeah. maybe a very short one. I don't... Mm. Okay. Well. Anyway, we're well set up. The mansion works very well for us. Thank yes. you. Yes. That was a yes. good trade. Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad it worked out for the for, for y'all. Uh, yeah, so anything else you need, or should I just expect you to see you in the morning? All right, so I'm going to cast the tech thoughts and then just ask if there's anything we should worry about with the caravan uh your typical stuff bandits roving monsters creatures what are uh, we possibly ah well i've got a uh well let me just show you uh, come on back with me and she, okay. when she's doing this do i hear anything in her thoughts that contradicts what she's saying no she's pretty straightforward like she is she is no nonsense in the time that you've dealt with her uh, she doesn't have a need to lie. Not necessarily. She won't necessarily tell you everything, but right now it's pretty much par for the course. You don't, you don't see anything on the surface thoughts that would, uh, indicate, uh, anything other than what she's saying. You can try to go a little bit deeper if you want. Yeah. I'm not going to push just reading surface thoughts. All right. All right. So she leads you to the back and what looks like a past the workshop area into what's a little tiny greenhouse and at the center of it uh is what looks like a statue that is just overflowing water uh from the mouths of fish multiple fish that are arranged around it and she looks at you she's like this is uh this is my latest irrigation invention it's for farmers right so i took all that stuff from the horn you gave me right broke it down Mm -hmm. into its base components and i'm able to make this uh it's in its experimental stages, but they said that they would try it out. They offered to beta test it for me. It's great. It's uh, I took the idea, the base idea of a, a decanter of endless water, and I made it bigger. And this way, you don't have to wait for the rains. You just say the magic word. It turns on. Say the magic word. It turns off. You can irrigate all your Where crops. Where does the water come from? Who knows? I'm probably the elemental plane of water, I would guess. Maybe. Not oh. sure. You know how it goes. Not really but i'll trust you on that i mean i've never been there myself i hear it's just a place full of water so i mean they're not gonna miss a few thousand gallons over a lifetime it's fine (laughs) it does seem quite useful right and and watch this and she she walks over to it geyser it turns off yeah watch this again geyser and it turns on yeah see it works (laughs) guaranteed most of the time um Say you're going to be escorting into a bunch of farmers out there because, I mean, they decided that they were going to, you know, build a settlement at the base of a mountain thinking it was going to be good for crops. I mean, guess, maybe, but still the base of a mountain. It's rock. How do you grow anything on rock? I wouldn't know. 
moss and lichen, but that's about it. Yeah. See, this one knows. She understands. I like her. So, yeah, this is what you're going to be escorting. Um, simple, simple thing. I just want to make sure that it gets there because they, you know, paid. Is this the only thing? Uh, to my knowledge. I mean, unless somebody else is shoving something else on there. But, yeah, this is the only thing Insight I'm having. Insight check. Go for it. Uh, 16. She's telling the truth as far as you can tell. Okay. Yeah, like I said, they just they paid good money for it. So, I mean, just want to make sure it gets there. All right. I mean, keep in mind, I gave you a house for the, the components. This thing's expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. Anything that could just summon water at will seems like it would be. Yeah. All right, cool. So I will uh, see you in the morning. Yeah. Um, I want I want to ask about if she has any magical arrows, possibly good against dragons. Hey, what are you worried about? What Liz is what what Liz is thinking about is arrows of dragon slaying. Okay, uh, so basically, arrows of slaying with. Just let's see, what is the? Those are very rare. Why don't you go ahead and roll me your percentile check? Uh, percentile. That's percentile dice plus it. Uh, forty-five. All right, let me do a thing because I have actual dice. Uh, I have one. One I can sell you. Yeah, then I will take it and save it for a special occasion. All right, sounds good. And she goes and rummages through, like, a bunch of arrows, and she's, like, tossing bolts and arrows off to the side, a couple of them sticking to the wall, and she comes out with this uh, rather ornate-looking arrow. Uh, The fletching on it looks very much like you would expect uh, the webbed wings of a, a dragon to look, except shot through with very much crimson and, and uh, shades of yellow and orange. Uh, the tip looks like it is constructed asymmetrical. One side is larger than the other, uh, and it is curved and serrated. The other edge is straight and, and uh, razor sharp, and it is hollow in the center with two ribbons flowing from the head of the arrow, also crimson in color. Uh, she hands it to you. Uh, let's just say this one's on the house. Uh, you're you're doing the escort thing for me. That's fine. Uh, they don't come through very often, but uh, eh, you look like you know what you're doing with the bow. I don't have to worry too much about it. Well, the, if you get any more, I would be interested. I mean, if Thank you want, you. if you want to I commission me it. to make more of them, I will. It just takes time. Uh, how much? How much would you cost, and how many can you make for me? I can maybe make one a week and about maybe four or five hundred golden materials. Hmm. That's if I'm successful. Sometimes these things blow up. She reaches into the bag and pulls out uh, and pulls out one that looks like the head has been like exploded into shards. It's uh, very cartoony. It's like the when the cigar explodes in like the old Looney Tune cartoons. That's what the edge of the, the tip of the arrow looks like. So eh, happens. If you would make four for me. Yeah, we can do that. Or try to make, try, you know. Uh, I have noticed that some of your things blow up. Well, I mean, generally they're okay. Eh, this is this is literally designed to explode. Uh, yes. All right. Well, fantastic, fantastic. Okay. Anything else? Do you have any? Do you have any rings or necklace, enchanted jewelry that might be good for a spellcaster? Uh, well, let's see. She kind of looks at you, walks around, starts digging through like a box of what looks like costume jewelry. Uh, some of it's wildly oversized. Uh, some of it shatters when it hits the ground. 
Uh, some of it looks like it's rather solidly made with gold bands. Uh, starts going through. Da -da 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 -da. Mm. Well, I got this, and it's a uh, looks like a a rather small but rather ornate looking signet ring. Uh, what looks like a very small cut emerald on it. Uh, it uh, should store a spell for you. You gotta you gotta make nice with it. You gotta you gotta tune it to your your energy. But uh, it can hold one, maybe two spells, depending on how high a level they uh, they are, what circle they are. Uh, functionally, this is a ring of spell storing that can store five levels of spells worth at a time. So you can choose any combination therein. Um, how, how much is that? Uh, this one's uh, this one's fairly expensive. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it's rare. Trying to get it to be stable. Yeah, Ten grand. Oof. I'll have to think about that one. Thank you, though. That's fair. Uh, so it'll be here. I'll put it aside for you. And she thanks. She puts it on like a mannequin's hand. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else I can do for you? I think that's it. Well, I guess we'll. Is it you're Are you going on the caravan or? I'm just gonna be seeing it off. I I, I hired a cart driver, and you guys are the muscle. I'm not going anywhere. Really okay. trust my kids with this place. I'll come back to a smoking crater. I figure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow then. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to get back to work. Lovely seeing y'all. Repentance. A joy as always. Get the hell out of my shop. <laughs> um, how much exactly were were you charging me for those arrows, Joe? Uh, they're going to be 400 gold apiece. Okay. So if you want four, 1600 gold. Um, you know, I'll take five and then I'll wind up with an even half dozen. Done. And that'll take five weeks and 2,000 gold. Okay. Farewell to my share of the treasure. <laughs> but I don't need treasure. I don't need gold. I need to murder dragons. I mean... Ugh. Bad dragons. They're, that ring was really tunning. <laughs> the, uh, the, I mean, they're, they're, arrows of slain are stupidly powerful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're, they're, I, yeah, I... <laughs> six, in, in 60, additional damage to, on top of anything else you do as a ranger. Um... Well, you know, if I run across the dragon who destroyed my village, I want to kill him real good. Yep. So. And the best part is it's force damage. They don't get resistance to force damage. Um, ah. The one thing the dragons in the books don't have resistance to. All right. Well, all right. So I think this is going to be a good place for us to stop for today. The party has done a wonderful round of shopping. Uh, we have gotten to do a bit of exploration in their brand new mansion. Uh, which Good Lord that house <laughs> I I have been designing and and thinking about this since the wish went through and Matt let me have it and I'm like I know since what I I'm dumped going it in your do. lap Doom. yeah um so I think it's going to be interesting moving forward because there are plot hooks later on that actually involve the mansion once we get there um so thank you everybody for joining us uh if there's anything else you want to plug or anything that's upcoming for the site, now is the time to do it. Liz, do we have anything that we need to, to talk about? Uh, we, we have not scheduled next month's shows yet, but we should be doing another Weir's game and another Witchlight game. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Witchlight. Of course, I'm looking forward to Weir's too, but I run Witchlight. And so it's always fun to see what you chaotic individuals come up with. <laughs> uh, wonderful. All right. Well, so just as a reminder for everybody, uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast and community is able to thrive and grow. 
BlizzardWatch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to all of our podcasts. A better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue in an ads-free site experience. Uh, please do check out some of our other Tavern Watches. Uh, if you have not listened to it already, we had a wonderful interview with Greg Tito from Wizards of the Coast discussing the current state of the game, releases of the books that are coming up as much as we can, as well as a maybe a potential bit of a nerdy discussion about the upcoming D&D movie. Uh, where we all express our excitement and trepidation. Uh, (laughs) uh, So thank you very much, folks. We'll see you next time.